So if I can ask more questions instead of making more statements and really stay open and maybe put myself in their shoes, you can absolutely change your, I have seen people change relationships. Hi, welcome to the Tarun Stevenson Leadership Channel. I'm your host, Tarun Stevenson, and we are all about helping you lead, communicate, and grow to your full potential. Whether you're tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcasting app, don't forget to subscribe and follow so that you can stay up to date with all our latest episodes. All right, here's the latest episode. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. I'm with Jan and Michelle Turkelson, and they are the founders and consultants at People leaders and they are passionate about developing leaders and teams especially high performing teams welcome to the show both of you thank you oh, Tarun. To be here. thank you Tarun. now this is my first time interviewing two people at once so we'll see how this conversation goes i've uh, watched some of the videos of you guys presenting and you seem to have this intuitive sense about uh, how to how to talk together so i'm going to let you guys uh, help me through this conversation but where uh, where we were preparing for this conversation at the beginning we uh, were just discussing some topics and uh, you've both expressed an interest in talking about um, some key leadership skills and talking about process and structure, especially for small business owners or developing leaders who perhaps haven't yet developed those uh, finer points of leadership in process and structure. So why don't we get started by you just giving us a little bit of background about yourselves and then we'll get cracking on the leadership skills. Who wants to go first? Well, Jan, you usually lead, so okay. um, we'll do something different this time and maybe I'll Come lead. So in terms of Jan, Jan and I um, had very oh, sort of similar but different um, career paths. I went down the teaching route and Jan went down the law enforcement route, but we always had a passion uh, for people development and personal development. Anyway, we formed a business, People Leaders, and, you know, it's been absolutely fantastic. And, in fact, COVID opened up an international market for Jan and I. And so right. we've had people from all over the world um, either participate in our Myers-Briggs workshops, um, our leadership programs, and that has been, um, that's been eye-opening. Only in that we intuitively know that these are issues that leaders ever everywhere across industry no matter where you are but it is an international um uh these are international skills and issues that all leaders we know now for sure have around the world so uh, uh that has been really interesting for us over the last year or so hasn't it jan yeah and two issues that keep on coming up and you might want to add another one michelle is how to have difficult conversations and also how to communicate expectations. Now, right. these are people who are leading, um, you know, like multi-million dollar companies to people who are running missions in Syria. Yeah. Um, those two are key aspects. And really it comes down to, have I got a level of self-awareness that I can communicate that's going to land with the person that I'm communicating? to and understanding the impact that I'm having on other people. So it's having a really good level of self-awareness is the first thing that you want to be able to do as a leader, but also understanding the impact that you're having on others. And there are a couple of skills and processes that, you know, you really need to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt, self-awareness is at the foundation 
in, in all those areas, Jen, having the, and Sarun, in terms of having that difficult conversation, there yeah. were a lot of managers go into it, you know, catastrophizing that it is going to be mm. the, you know, most difficult thing that they'll ever have to do. But if you have a bit of a plan and a process rather than a script, uh, you know, we have had people come and say, oh, my God, I could totally do that again. I know what to do now. And right. and so that is, um, it, it's not as difficult as you may, um, you know, as you may think. And also communicating expectations without a doubt. Clarity, clarity, clarity was the big yeah. word for us last year. Right. Uh, not only in terms of the manager um, being really clear about, well, so this is what good looks like and what does good look like to you? And it doesn't have to be, you know, you will achieve X by Y. It is around having a conversation that creates clarity. Uh, and a lot of managers feel as though they have to have all the answers before they go into the conversation. And that's not necessarily the case. You can create clarity by having the conversation um, with your direct report. Yeah, so so good. Glad that you mentioned that because that's really what I'm experiencing with the um, circles that I'm coaching at the moment is how to have difficult conversations and the uh, process of expectations. My my starting consulting started with. Uh, coaching teachers in behavior management or classroom management and I'm a school teacher by profession and I kept turning up to schools and having principals say to me can you help me manage difficult teachers and it really <laughs> flowed from there because what I realized was many of the skills that we teach to manage a difficult classroom apply to leadership as well you know those self-awareness clear expectations being able to follow through on those expectations understanding relationships and so I'm really looking forward to getting your take on this this because that's absolutely where I'm finding a lot of people struggling in leadership. And I tell me if this has uh, been your experience. I find a lot of, uh, especially new leaders or business owners, when they go into the leadership space, they, they seldom think about self-awareness or how their behavior affects their team and the results they get out of their team. And so when you raise that as the first potential problem for what they're experiencing a lot of them are taken aback or perhaps even somewhat defensive uh, mentioning that they might be the actual problem in this equation uh, what's your take on that and and what have you seen around self-awareness well the reason why people get into the next level of leadership is because they've been really good at the technical aspect of yeah. the job that they are doing. And so then when they go to the next level, they realise I can't be over all the detail. It really is about more around the relationship. And I think there is a whole new skill level that is required to do that. And that's what they're coming to confront, actually. Mm -hmm. And the key question is, you know, like, who do I need to be now? And this is one of the questions that we pose to um, all of our clients, like, um, who do you need to be in this situation? So when you are having the difficult conversation, you need to be someone who um, checks assumptions, who has a clear purpose around and an intention about why you're having the conversation. And you need to be clear about your language. And right. this is one thing that we find is people still use quite judgmental language mm. um, when they are having the conversation. And it's only when you ask leaders, so, so tell me what you actually said, what you actually want to hear the words that I said. Yeah, just tell me what you said. Let's just do a little bit of a role play because it's only then we can um, perhaps give people some real clear feedback around the impact that 
someone at the receiving end of that information mm -hmm. is actually um, perhaps experiencing. So yes, yes, Tarun, you are right, right, that um, people who are leaders think that it's them and it's someone out there and it's the yep. business or the person or the process, whereas the first thing that we ask leaders to do is to self-reflect. Right. Yeah, big time. And because when you think about it, every relationship and what's the common denominator in all of those issues for that leader is that leader. And yeah. so, you know, when we sort of start with ourselves in terms of, all right, so if I was to accept any responsibility for this situation that I am in, so yeah, there's a little bit of responsibility there, you know, how might I have contributed to this situation? Like no judgment, but let's just explore how might you have, you know, created this in some way by what you said, what you did, how you responded, those sorts of things. Mm. And so an example of that, Tarun, would, um, someone might say, so why did you do that? <laughs> and then you could flip it. I'd like to understand your thinking process around that. So see how it's a lot more neutral and it's yep. less mm. accusatory. Yep. And mm. so we really start to train people to become aware of the words that they say, the language they use, and also the energy behind it. Because mm. people have such a radar for yeah. that BS, you know, that they, they understand when someone is just using that language, like you make me feel and, and all that, where mm. when it's not being authentic, you know, so yeah. it's really important. Yeah, and so there is big time, Jan, there's something around the energy that you bring into a scenario because if you, you are going into that difficult conversation to catch somebody out or to prove them wrong or to, you know, lay out why you're in the right, you are, you know, on a fast track to nowhere uh, yeah. and dysfunction. What, you know, and this is, you know, challenging because it does require a little bit of, I don't know, humility in a way mm -hmm. for you to think, you know what, I'm going to really be curious about this because they may have some information that I didn't know about. Yeah. So if I can ask more questions instead of making more statements and really stay open and maybe put myself in their shoes, you can absolutely change. Your, I have seen people change relationships by going in with a different mindset. So good. Like it, it really is that easy. Mm. It's a little bit hard because, you yeah. know, you've got to be different, but it, it, it can be done and it is being done. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that process of asking questions and listening more than you speak. What are some tips or skills you would give the leader who really needs to develop in that area? <laughs> I mean, one of the ones that we, and, and I, and I wish I can remember who we, um, who we got this phrase from, you know, let silence do the heavy lifting. Uh, and particularly for people who have a preference for extroversion, we do try to fill up the space when there is silence, but sometimes it's just enough to make the statement or ask the question and then just sit, Great. you know, put your eyes, you know, lower your eyes um, and, you know, tr and be calm and then just see what sort of bubbles up. So there is something about absolutely, you know, listening um, and staying open and using those phrases like, oh, okay, tell me more or go on. It's those sorts of things. And, and what you're doing is after a while, people actually start to hear themselves because you are being, you know, quiet and letting them, yeah. and they start to hear themselves going, and then they catch themselves, ah. <laughs> and it's almost, it's almost like we always solve our own problems and that's what a yeah. good coach does is it yeah. creates a space and asks a great question so that people can solve their own problems. 
Great. Because a lot yeah. of leaders do stack. They, they stack yeah. questions. And yeah. when you stack a question, especially for people who have that introverted preference, they're actually processing the first question. You're not going to get the best out of them. And yeah. we actually role play with someone. So, for example, you know, like I'll be a little bit belligerent. So someone will ask me a question. I go, yeah, nah, what are you talking to me for? <laughs> we really set people up. For the difficult conversation, because mm. not everyone is going to be open and compliant because people mm. have their own stuff. And um, we invite leaders to actually role play with colleagues or people that they trust to have the difficult conversation first. They don't have to give away any names, but it's actually running it through your nervous system. So when you mm. do um, have that difficult conversation, the nervous system has already been prepared. Mm. So you're actually pre-paving the way, which again is a, is a real skill. Mm. Um, so another uh, model that we use, and so um, if your listeners have a pen, it's pretty simple. It's called the SBIN model. And SBIN stands for situation. So when you want to have a conversation with someone, you actually articulate what the situation is. So refer to a specific time and date because if you start going into um, too much detail, that person is actually processing um, all of that. So articulate the situation. Then you talk about the behaviour, yeah, so what you actually observed and be specific about what you observed. So in the meeting um, last week when we were talking to our stakeholders, I noticed that um, you um, spoke about a particular project which was confidential. And from that point, such and such, the other stakeholder was really uncomfortable and didn't then share with us their financials, which we had um, agreed that they were going to, yeah? And the impact of that, so that's where the I is, and the impact of that is that we weren't able to then progress the project. Yeah. So the N is the next steps. So, um, Tell me, what do you think about that? Or what can we do about that? And then be quiet. And having a model, and we are all about, you know, like having models, especially leaders, you, you need a toolkit. You yeah. need to have, you know, five, I, I think at least five good models or um, kind of frameworks that will allow you to articulate either, you know, like, the feedback conversation, the grow model for coaching, uh, communicate a particular outcome because there are going to be situations that when you have a little bit of the structure in place, you can lead a, a, a conversation. You can really right. influence well, you know, when you've mm. got some structure. Mm. Go on, Michelle. No, I, I, I totally agree. You know, uh, we are the toolkit queens. We um, and, and there is something about... Um, being practical because leadership can be a little bit, you know, theoretical sometimes. Yeah. And uh, however, where, you know, we are actually with people doing it, we are doing mm. leadership all the time. It's, you know, it's a, it's a verb. And so the more practical uh, models, frameworks, tools that we can use and start practicing, man, you, you develop an unconscious competence that, yeah. you know, um, gives you not only the competence to be a good leader but it gives you the confidence as well because you you know you've got this little toolkit that you can be referring to all the time great 
I love that because you're just having those repeatable strategies that yeah. uh, you can mm. reference at a moment's notice really yeah. takes the uh, guesswork out of leadership. Because like you say, it's, it's very theoretical, sometimes a little bit ethereal. And uh, so that that's really practical. Okay, so what about the person who is belligerent? Uh, you know, you're having these conversations, you've self-reflected on your own behavior. You're quite convinced that they have some responsibility in this. You've had the conversations in a non-judgmental way, but you've got the, I don't care what you think type of person. How do we work with those people or is there a point where we just stop working with them and we have to then shift the conversation to something else? Yeah, so a couple of issues there. And, and, and it is, it's all contextual. So, you know, every situation is going to be nuanced. And so mm. one of the strategies that we've um, adopted, one, you know, you, you, you never want to give up on people. However, there is a point that you need to shift and change. And so one uh, strategy that we've seen work over the years is to ask them whose opinion does matter to them mm. and, you know, seeking some potential 360 feedback from other people, either their colleagues, colleagues that they work with or key stakeholders and we've seen that to be really really impactful um, so that's one and then there is a time that the leader because you are the leader and you need to make some difficult conversations it is time to actually draw the line in the sand and say right um, you know I feel that we've you know tried um, to move forward on a couple of um, in a couple of ways and we've done this 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 and so, you know it's not working um, or, you know, whatever phrase works for you, I just want to be really clear about what my expectations are of you now. And this is what I would want um, done. And, and I think sometimes leaders forget that behaviour is a performance issue. Like it's not just about getting the spreadsheet right and get, doing the technical aspects. Behaviour is a performance issue and attitude. Like an attitude is something that you can um, have a performance conversation around. And yeah. so then it's being really clear. And, and if you are a big organisation, we always say hook in HR, like get them involved. They really yeah. can support you. Or get another manager that is it, you know, that um, that knows the situation or the person, just so that you've got um, a sounding board in a way. So that, that that's a couple. Jan, what would you say about that? Yeah, we've had. A, um, I had an issue uh, recently where someone has pretty much done everything that they could have possibly have done, and then when I asked them to step me through the conversation that they've had with them they still didn't go to the source of the issue. It was still skirting around mm. um, high-level performance. It wasn't around the attitude. So they didn't really say, so when you hang up on me, that's a display of, you know, not being respectful. And that would, you know, and I draw the line at that because I actually invite respect amongst our team members Tell me what you think about that. Like really getting clear that that is just not acceptable for someone to hang up, Yeah, you know, and, and just check in assumptions, you know, the mm, fact that mm. they didn't. But this person, um, yeah, was in a state and I think it was either high stress or they were ready to leave the organisation because, you know, a, a negative contagion actually spreads and yeah, it so really can impact. And what happens yeah. is the leader then spends more time thinking about that one person than yeah. everyone who is doing the work and the performance. Now, that's not to say the person who 
is being belligerent, can be going through high-stress situations, and that's why it's really important to check assumptions in that. But yeah. if you as a leader, hand on heart, have, um, you know, gotten feedback, because your opinion is just your opinion. Get feedback yeah. from other people in the yeah. business as to yeah. what their experience of that person is. Um, and then you actually have to manage them out of the business and have a timeline. So actually have a time in your head. Because when we ask people, we've had leaders who have been managing difficult people for over 18 months to two years. Now, if you own your own business, you cannot afford that. No. It, it is um, because time... And energy is really, you yeah. know, sapping. And I think for leaders, you know, the cornerstone for leadership is just getting those um, four key things in place. And we mentioned that um, at the beginning, Tarun. It's like yeah. as a leader or a business owner, have you got a clear goal or vision for your business or the project or whatever it is? Can you articulate it? And can every member of your team mm. be able to say, you know, pretty much the same thing? Because we want to know that we're heading, you know, in in that same direction. We're going to get there differently maybe, but we're, mm -hmm. we're looking at the same goal. And then the, the next cornerstone is my role. Like does everyone in the business have a clear role or a clear sense of their contribution and what, what's expected? And there's going to be grey areas and you have conversations around that, but what is what are the roles that need to deliver that? Yeah. And then the next cornerstone, Michelle, is... Yeah, is process. You know, do we have processes in place, not, not only to actually, you know, execute the work, but processes uh, in terms of how we meet? Do we have a rhythm for one-on-one -on -one catch up? So that is a process as well. It's the people process and the, the task process. And then the last one is the interpersonal. Do we have a level of trust and interpersonal respect for each other? And when you've got those four cornerstones, and then Jan and I have expanded on those to create our high-performing team indicator, and there are nine dimensions, and one of them is well-being and you know mm. growth and learning and that sort of thing. But the, those four tend to be the, the cornerstones that we find um, really set the foundation for a, a high-performing team. Yeah, so so every so leader... Yeah, so yeah. every leader can just ask those questions. Mm. Am I clear about the goal of this business or of this project? Have I written it down? And have I mm. checked in with everyone in the team that, you know, we're mm. kind of like following the same um, mm. thing? Have we got a way that people are really clear about their role in that? You know, like mm. ask those questions because if you cannot say yes to any of those, then you've got somewhere to start, which is a great thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like if we haven't got a really good structure for the way in which we meet and it's not, um, you know, delivering the value that we need, let's work on that. There's always something to work on. And, you know, we don't want leaders to think that um, th that's more work for them. Mm. What we're... Um, I suppose, attempting to do is put some structure in place that they will be able to be so much more effective than what they are. And therefore, that kind of like gives you the space to really think and be creative around your decision making and, you know, your communication. Yeah. And Definitely. from a small business point of view, we've some small businesses have said, oh, yeah, but we sit next to each other. We don't really need to have team meetings and we re really mm. don't need to have these one on one discussions. But then when you dig a little bit deeper as to the quality and the content of those discussions, they're not very impactful. It's just mm. really transactional stuff. And so that would be our advice to particularly to, to small businesses, get into a rhythm and a routine 
about having, um, you know, your operational strategic meetings and having those career um, uh, conversations uh, mm. as well, those one-on-one conversations, because it really will um, reward you as a business. Yeah. If you so good. so really what you're describing here is that whole concept of setting clear expectations and boundaries around how everybody operates. And, you know, uh, like you mentioned at the uh, beginning of this conversation, that uh, when you don't have those clear expectations, that's when difficulties arise in the interpersonal relationships and uh, the way that people are executing their tasks. So taking the time to really state clearly, this is what I want. This is what I want it to look like. Yeah. This is what it sounds like so that there's no room for uh, miscommunication or, or you never told me that. <laughs> um, I, w- I want to just back up a little bit on something that you were saying, Jan, about um, leaders not liking to have difficult conversations and really around this whole thing of even sometimes reluctant to set clear expectations. Why do you think it is that leaders often avoid those kinds of conversations where they set really clear boundaries or uh, pull people up on behavior? Because, you know, Michelle, you said behavior is a performance issue. And if you don't address it, it just poisons the whole team. So why, why do leaders avoid that sort of thing? I think a couple of things. Um, they want to be liked mm. um, is a big thing, especially for people who have a high feeling function. You know, they want people to um, be friendly and have this sense of um, harmony. And so if I don't rock the boat too much, yeah. I'm going to avoid that difficult conversation. So therefore I will avoid conflict and therefore that person is going to kind of like me and I'll be safe. So yeah. it's not feeling safe enough to actually challenge um, behavior. And um, again, that's why self-awareness as a leader is um, extremely important because if you know that you have a low level of assertiveness in your personality, that might yeah. be something that you might want to be mentored or coached on or just practice. So where in my life can I be assertive and just practice that um, that state of assertiveness? And what would that sound like? And if I was assertive, what would the behavior be? So even though I may not have it in me now, what behavior would I be demonstrating Mm -hmm. if I did have that, if I did have assertiveness and then start to actually flex that style? So I think that's one of them. And the second one, and then you jump in, Michelle, is they're not clear Mm. because they're not clear about what's expected of them because they haven't had that really clear conversation because once I'm clear about what I have to deliver, then I have to deliver it, you know, so that could be something and then, and if I'm not clear about what I have to deliver, then I can kind of like be under the radar a little bit. But mm, once mm. there is clarity, then it's it's I'm accountable for it as well. Mm-hmm. So they're the two things that I see that really impact the reluctance of having the difficult conversation. Yeah, and, and some of them, you know, want to, you know, have this, and I love that idea, you know, be democratic and egalitarian in the way they approach things. But yeah. you ask any employee, that's one of the things that they really appreciate is you can be clear and kind. You know, yeah. we use that phrase all the time. You know, cl- clarity doesn't have to be harsh and authoritarian. Mm, like mm. People so appreciate that. Okay. And the thing is, it doesn't just happen once. You don't just say, right, you know, we're having this conversation about, you know, what your goals are and this is how, you know, we'll manage your um, performance and this is what good looks like. It is having those conversations regularly <laughs> really important. So mm. true. Um, and, and just a quick story. So I was facilitating a session with a, um, a group 
and there were two teams coming together and the leader, you know, stepped back and wanted the um, the people in the team to formulate, you know, what they were doing for whom and why, et cetera. And it really just wasn't going anywhere. And I was just being the observer because I just wanted to see the dynamics because the first time mm. I was um, working with them. Anyway, eventually the leader was able to start to think about, okay, what do I really want to see? Because she was able to um, observe. And yep. then she went, right, this is what we need to do. This is where we And the energy in the room just lifted because they thought, oh, we have a leader who is clear. You know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> yeah. that they may not know all the answers, but there is some clarity and yeah. there is something about being um, with someone who has some type of clarity around where they're headed because I yeah. want to follow someone who has yeah. some clarity around that, you know, so and good. then you bring everyone one through well people feel safe when they know what's expected of them and and, and what the boundaries yeah. are and when people feel safe they always give their best self don't they yeah yeah, yeah. michelle you wanted to say something no i was just uh, agreeing with with jan wholeheartedly yeah, yeah absolutely um we we really do appreciate someone you know a, a lot of people actually don't mind um following um, not everybody wants to be a leader. However, I tell you what, when you have people who are clear and know where they're, where they're heading, you want to be a part of that. There, there so is true. an energy that is created and mm -hmm. um, who doesn't want to, you know, be a part of that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be able to do that, you actually need time and space. You mm -hmm. actually need time to think about it and to... Um, visualize about so what do I want for my business and what do yeah. I want for my clients and the team that I have because and, and that's the feedback that we get from a lot of um, our leaders is they don't have the time to actually think and so we get them to put it in their calendar because if it's not in your calendar you will yeah. not do it and right. when they start a practice of having time to think and to yeah. plan you know yeah. the the impact is, you know, times 10. Yeah. It really does um, enable them to make better decisions, clearer responses, and to be able to communicate in a way that's really motivating mm. for mm. others, you know? Yeah. That's great. So, Tarun, can I, can I ask you a question? What do yeah, you think is it. the biggest... Yeah, what do you think is the biggest issue that your listeners are having yeah. right now, you know, for themselves or their business, sure. do you think? Look, I, I think I would resonate with what you said earlier on. Uh, so many of them struggle with having difficult conversations or managing difficult behavior in the workplace. But yet when I've coached it, it, it often comes back to self-awareness. Uh, many mm. of them don't realize how it feels to be on the other side of their leadership. They don't realize, and this happens in te you know, with, with school teachers as well, when I'm coaching them on behavior management, many of them don't realize that it's their practice that is contributing to the negative behavior that they experience. And to, to give them those light bulb moments where they say, oh, wow, I never realized I was contributing to that is a really powerful, uh, powerful thing that we see. So yeah, I would definitely resonate with what you're seeing in uh, those scenarios. I love that. I'm going to write that down. Receiving end of your leadership. You know, Tip, what yeah. that feel like and sound like? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Hey, guys, I really appreciate so much gold you've dropped today. And I am aware that you're on a tight schedule. And I am very grateful for the time you've given me today. Did you want, have any last comments you'd like to make before we wrap today's conversation up? 
Well, I, I, I did. I had my, I just had my top four. And that is Definitely. if you were to do anything to build up your leadership muscle this year, yeah. one would be, you know, you rule the morning, you rule the day. So get Love yourself it. in a really good state. The, yeah. the next one is, you know, work on your self-awareness, journal, reflect, um, ask people, um, schedule around your priorities. If it's not in your diary, it's not likely to get done. And the other uh, characteristics of a really high achiever is ask for feedback right. and be as specific as you can and don't just ask those people that you know and that you like um yeah. you know go go broad if you can because that is what is going to create real change for you if you're ready for it and what have you got jan you got a fifth jan, and my last it. one would be have fun you yeah. know like we know that that is the Absolutely. single factor that every high performing team has said that they have fun. So as mm. a leader, where are you bringing an element of lightness and fun and ease? And joy, because, yeah. you know, when you're at work, you spend a lot of your time in this place. So yeah. how can we make it a little bit, you know, more inviting and loving and fun? So yeah. good. So good. I'm going to go back and listen to this interview again, because there's so much that even I can learn from what you've said today. If people want to reach out and get in touch with you, where will they find you? www peopleleaders.com.au Awesome. Peopleleaders.com.au And we've got heaps of templates, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Heaps of people download their templates, yeah, all resources. We're going to link to that in the show description. And thank you so much again for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, same, Tarun. Thank you. Thank you, you, Tarun. We look forward to doing it again soon. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you got a ton of value out of that episode. Don't forget to let us know what you thought in the comments. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover next time, we'd love to hear from you. If you know anyone that would benefit from the content that we produce, please like and share this channel. And we look forward to having you next time on the Tarun Stevenson Leadership Channel.